Ladies and gentlemen, people of all colors, shapes, and sizes, welcome or welcome back to episode five of the Pages of My Diary podcast. I'm Casey Sana, and for the past year or so, I've been keeping a diary, this little, uh, this little beauty right here. And I've been keeping it to document the writing, recording, and release of my latest project, The Human Experience. And now I've decided to turn that diary into a podcast, give you guys a look into my most intimate moments, uh, everything we encountered on the journey of making this album, the good, the bad, and the beautiful. And today is a special one. Today I want to go through uh, the meaning behind the ordering of the tracks on the album. I want to discuss my ambitious idea for the Cardboard Spaceships music video. I want to discuss Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art. I want to talk about fate. And so, so much more. We'll be getting into all of it right after this. Fuck. <laughs> Life just looks so colorful. My head is full of wonder. Alright, that song you heard just then was Cardboard Spaceships by yours truly. And we're going to kick today's episode off nice and chilled Thursday the 8th of October 2020. Ah yes, it was a beautiful day, so let's get into it. Today has mostly been spent writing Daisy. It's currently 2.10 and it's been an awesome session so far. Now, Daisy... Okay, I'm going to tell you a secret. Come close. Closer. Are you listening? Daisy was the original song name for Cardboard Spaceships. I know, you learn something new every day. Who knew? I did. Um, I've written the entire song front to back, and I'm really happy with how it's sounding. When I got the beat and the word Daisy, I was expecting it to be a completely different song to what it's turned out to be. I mean, that's probably why I changed the, the title. I had a dreamy, trippy, and spacey song in mind, which would act as a really easygoing pop song somewhere in the album. But then I started to wonder where it would fit into the concept. To try and organize my brain and get some clarity on what aspects of the project need work to give the full human experience, I made a mock track list. Okay, so I've got the track list here. Things have changed, obviously, since 2020. But I wanted to go through each of the song and kind of discuss the the content of the song, so what the song's about, but also the context of how it fits into an aspect of the human experience. So we're kicking it off, obviously, Baby Boy, we know the song is about my baby boy. And it also represent the the context for it is its birth, which is obviously the first thing we experience within the human experience. Then number two, we got Daisy, cardboard spaceships, um, which represent growing up. You know, I talk a lot about we made our own fun every night, cardboard boxes learn to fly. That lyric is pure nostalgia for me at least because I used to go to my grandparents and they would have like delivery boxes around the house and I would get in these boxes and turn it into whatever my mind thought up at the time, you know. Um, I didn't need a lot as a kid, just a cardboard box <laughs> and my imagination. So 
It would be a pirate ship. It would be a car. It would be um, a spaceship. So cardboard spaceships really represented those childhood wonder and imaginative uh, years. And then we go into number three, Kissing Boys in the Rain, which obviously the song is about uh, an experience of kissing boys in the rain. Um, but the context for it, it's all about that experimentation that we that we go through mostly through our teenage years. Those are our formative years. So um, we experiment a lot with identity, with sexuality, with we experiment with drugs. Um, where we fit in, basically. Do you want to be the jock? Do you want to be the goth? Do you want to be the, the smart kid? Do you want to be the joker of the class? You know, all those sorts of things that once you've been through them, you see that that is kind of a pattern that, that a lot of people go through. And then number four, we go from teenage years experimenting. It's all fun. It's, it's fast-paced. It's everything that I described. And then track four, To Fall Asleep and Wake Up With You, which is very romantic, very uh, love-centric song. So that represents love, you know, when you fall in love, when when you find someone and, and you you find yourself thinking, saying, how did I get so lucky, you know, to have you in my life, to wake up to you every morning. And I, I feel like that's a big part of the human experience. You, I mean, you only have to look at, at pop music, uh, love songs are pretty much filling the either love or heartbreak songs um and it is quite a, a saturated topic i think but making the human experience i would be stupid if i didn't include a love song then track number five miss terry which uh we discussed in a previous episode is representative of an unfortunate part of the human experience, but um, unfortunately an all-too-common part, which is infidelity and cheating. Um, so we go from that super high of love with to fall asleep and wake up with you to just crashing down, and now there's doubts and there's questions, and the honeymoon period is, is certainly over. Um, so I, I quite like that turning point within the album. We go into Miss Terry, and then... If you've been cheated on, you know that um, basically you're you're broken. From what I've seen of people around me, um, yeah, you kind of go into this darker state. You're you're very closed off. You don't believe in love anymore for for a while because you're so hurt. And um, to represent that, to represent maybe that depression that you fall into, um, Malibu Malibu represents that. So that's song number six. Um, but then track number seven is like a another turning point, a realization within within that journey. You know, you have the high high of the love, you have a low low of finding out your partner has been doing those things. You wallow in in that um, in that state, in that darker state. But then the turning point comes with song number seven, black and white, which is you know there there's so much more to life. You're especially in this in my mind of the human experience you're so young you've got so much more ahead of you but you're missing it all because you're too hung up on on the past so black and white is that turning point of hey i'm starting to see the sun you know um and then i originally had number eight being triumph which is actually now still we rise and that's like a a real 
hoo-ha song. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's like a really invigorating, like you feel like you could take on the world after listening to that song. So I originally had that at eight and then Alleluia, which represents enlightenment uh, at number nine. But I switched those two round because I feel like you can't, you can't triumph unless you've been enlightened, unless you know where you're heading. If you're just like coming out of this bad state and then you think, yeah, okay, I can do it now, but you don't have any direction or purpose, you're going to end up back in that mallow blue state. So, um, yeah, I wanted to switch those over. Alleluia talks about enlightenment, um, the various kinds of enlightenment that we, that we have. And then we got Still We Rise, which is working to get back, like putting in that work. And then number 10, Goodbye at the Gate, obviously now changed to the next chapter, which leaves the book open to the next chapter to where do we go from here okay i've got i've left home i've gotten on a flight i am now both feet in I, you know there's no like oh okay maybe i will be a musician maybe i won't it's like sink or swim time you know so i've uh yeah i've left and the next project who knows who knows where we goes from from here and i like ending on the next chapter cuz it's it's an open letter basically to to my parents it represents in the human experience new beginnings because going through that last quarter you know you you become enlightened you put the work in and then these new beginnings um hide themselves in ends which is kind of a a little gem that i wanted to put in the album um and like i said it's an open letter to my parents it's the most vulnerable um that i've been but it's that's necessary for growth you know so back to the entry. I hope you enjoyed that little album breakdown. Get get to take a little peek inside my brain as well as my diary. Uh, you're getting an all-access pass right now. Um, but seeing that space between Baby Boy and Kissing Boys in the Rain made me think, damn, that's a big gap to bridge. But to be honest, it all came out so naturally. Yeah, I mean, that that's those are some years missing between being a baby and being birthed to kissing boys in the rain. So I'm very grateful that cardboard spaceships naturally ended up being that song. So things work in mysterious ways, I guess. Like I said, timing, timing is so important and it's out of your control, but it all works out. I think I wrote the line, life just looks so colorful. My head is full of wonder first, and it had that dreamy feel to it. But the words reminded me of my childhood and the innocence that was there. Everything was happy. Days were full of first times and endless entertainment and intrigue. I love that feeling, and that made. Uh, and then I made the link, finding the perfect bridge for my not so big gap anymore. I don't know where the inspiration to include French came from. It just seemed right at the time, and writing about it with a third-person view. I can now see that I was in the flow state and passively getting out of my own way. So for those of you that don't know what the flow state is, the flow state is, I mean, it's just a, it's a trendy way of being in the zone. You know, you hear a lot of athletes say, I'm in the zone. Um, maybe not like that. Maybe they say a little bit, a little bit cooler, but um, yeah, it's being in the zone. Time kind of falls away. Um you know, you are so engrossed and so focused on on what you're doing that p 
people could come in and try to talk to you. Um, you wouldn't know, uh, like you say, hours just fly by and you look up and the clock's moved four hours um, and you haven't eaten in three days. Uh, um, that is that is the flow state. I've realized I'm in the flow state a few times before, but as soon as you become aware that you're in it, you're out of it. It's letting the subconscious, your intuition, your gut, whatever you want to call it, take over and you become a passenger in your own car. Better yet, you become the car, underlined become the car. It's obviously important. Uh, a thing that has surrendered control and let someone else guide their direction. Again, going back to that guiding hand that I talked about in a, in a previous episode. Yes, I know it may sound like an esoteric, hippy-dippy experience, but it doesn't just happen in art. It happens pretty much anywhere, and it's pro probably happened to you, brackets, whoever you are. And now I think of it, what are you doing reading my diary? Winky face. Wow. I was really funny back in 2020. Uh, <laughs> ever been so wrapped up in a video game that you lose track of time and realize what... I literally just said this, like, off the top of my head, <laughs> and it's in here. Okay, ever been so wrapped up in a video game that you lose track of time and realize you haven't eaten in three days? You were in a flow state. Podcastception, bro. Uh, have you ever been on a date and the conversation felt so easy and you never ran out of things to talk about? Nope, me neither. Joking aside, the experience is being in the flow state. Oh, Joking aside, wow, who'd have thought it would be so hard to read what is written on a page? Uh, joking aside, that experience is being in the flow state. There we go. You stop overthinking, trying to control every variable, and you just do. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a good way of putting it. I kind of I stumbled over every single word I just read out, but that's a... Yeah, you stop overthinking, you stop trying to control everything, and you just you just do the work. Um, I don't know, am I crazy? Like, okay, maybe I'm a little crazy, but am I crazier than norm normal? Like, if you've experienced that, let me know either Instagram, at the Casey Sana Fan Club, Patreon people, let me know. I'm counting on you guys to make me feel normal. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube as well, leave a comment below. Because, yeah, I've been in it quite a lot, especially recently as well. Um, been getting a lot of work done as well, so pretty happy with that. Anyways, back to my fluent French I googled. I play, played around with a few phrases before settling on reste jeune du coeur, which means stay young at heart. Perfect sentiment for the song, you know? Uh, the rest of the song formed around that central theme of childhood and growing up. Yeah, lyrics like, we made our own fun every night, cardboard boxes learned to fly, they're all attached to real memories from my childhood. One in particular was going to my grandparents as a kid and making my own spaceships out of old cardboard boxes they had laying around the house. I would grab a pen, sit inside the box, and draw my viewing window, control panel, everything I needed for my fully functioning spaceship. For the rest of the afternoon, I'm going to do some more writing, brackets, play, pray for another flow state blessing, and look around the house for some empty boxes, dot, dot, dot. Restez jeune de coeur. The second half of today's writing session was a little more turbulent than the morning, 
but we still made a lot of progress. It's 6.02 right now, and I managed to write a decent chunk of triumph, still we rise, and cut up the instrumental so it fits with the buildup and breakdown of my vocals a bit better. Then I called it quits for the day and moved on to Goodbye at the Gate, which was done by... Oh, which was done, but the owner of the instrumental and I couldn't quite get a deal. So I'm on the lookout for a new beat as the one I wrote to today isn't really a good fit for the message. Something I learned from the last album and something I told myself to stop me going completely insane is that if I can't use the beat, it's just an opportunity to do it even better. Find another beat and do it better. Yeah, I mean... Case in point is the next chapter when I, the version of Goodbye at the Gate that I'm talking about, um, I remember the old version. It's nowhere near as good as what what I presented to y'all um, when we released the project. And that just goes to show, even though it was stressful, it was a stressful blessing in disguise. Um, the fact that we couldn't write the song or we couldn't agree on the instrumental or I couldn't find the right instrumental. It's its all frustrating at the time, but then, again, the only teller of truth is time. You look back and you go, wow, I'm so, so glad I did not buy that instrumental or I'm so glad I didn't release that song because that is just, that's so weak from <laughs> from what I'm producing now. So, yeah, it's all uh, it's all blessings. I also paid a visit to my dear friend Malibu and added a few lines to it. I'm having to do it a cappella at the moment because guess what? I have no instrumental for it anymore. So there's a little guesswork involved, but I think I'll end up getting a custom beat made for it soon. I know the beats have been a little problematic, but on the other hand, writing is going really, really well. I'm coming up with more interesting ideas and really developed, thoughtful points of view. Plus, they're coming relatively easy, bar the odd subpar session. And then we move to Thursday, the 13th of October, 2020. Today, I started working on the music video for Daisy. Maybe it's a little premature, but I think I'm just so excited to get back to more creative things now that the contract for the song has been finished. Yeah, so we released uh, Cardboard Spaceships in January. It's shaping up to be a pretty ambitious video too. Cardboard rocket ships that are functioning, two different ages of the main character, meaning we have to find two actors during COVID, and some pretty intricate camera work. I'm excited for the challenge. Now, anybody that's been paying attention to our YouTube channel will know this video does not exist currently. Um, I don't want to say too much because... This idea could still happen, and certainly if you guys want to see it, I'm gonna make it happen. But uh, it just wasn't it wasn't possible in the country that I was in with the COVID restrictions uh, to get it done, unfortunately. But like I say, it's not completely lost. It's an idea now, and um, yeah, I was really excited for it, which is a bit of a bummer. But we had to settle for building a gymungous, enormous. Um, <laughs> cardboard spaceship so i don't think we did too bad either 7 43 p.m had an awesome day at work learning about pros and developing more ideas for the daisy music video in any spare minutes i could find i also spent some time listening to the war of art by stephen pressfield 
which I'd recommend to any creative artist, entrepreneur as a good resource. And it's been super interesting. But one point in particular got me thinking a little deeper. He was speaking about the serendipity of writing and how when he goes on hikes after a day's work, he takes a dictaphone with him because he knows that now his conscious mind is occupied with the hike. His subconscious will go through the day's work and inevitably come up with new ideas. Yeah, so just like we spoke about before, those mundane things like walking or getting in the shower, doing the doing the dishes, um, they occupy your body enough so that your mind can wander. And um, yeah, and it can let the subconscious roam free. So similar to the f flow state, he comments how it's crazy that these ideas seemingly appear from nowhere, believing that one of the nine Greek muses may whisper these moments of genius in our ears. What I took from it was that things like fate, destiny, whatever you want to call them, definitely exist. The amount of times I've gone to go one way, and for no conscious reasons I can recall, I've gone the other way, and it's turned out perfect. The freedom I have as a songwriter is a great example, too. I have so many options, so many ways to say the same thing, and yet I've had songs where I've written it in a certain way, sang it in a certain way, that emotionally resonates with people perfectly. Yeah, I mean, well, this is obviously my opinion, and we all know about opinions, <laughs> um, but for me, there are just too many variables for fate not to be a thing, or some form of that, maybe fate's too drawn out a term uh, or destiny things like that but I think some form of that definitely exists because when you start to think a little deeper you could take any example that you want and when you look at the the micro the micro everything that had to line up for that example for that thing to happen it's crazy it uh, like it, it scares me a little <laughs> it blows my mind um Everyday examples like forgetting to make your lunch, which then delays you five extra minutes, which then means you weren't involved in the car wreck you would have been in the middle of had your day ran smoothly, like normal. When I really sit with it, it's crazy how many thousands of decisions we encounter each day, which could lead our life in a totally different path. Whenever I think of this, I always get the image of myself stood on a road with several different forks in the road ahead all signifying different paths my life could take. Uh, sorry if that is a really overwhelming thought, but I also take comfort in knowing a guiding hand is gently navigating me through these decisions, pushing me forward when it's time to run, pinching the back of my shirt when it's time to ease up, and pulling me back to reset, and shielding my view of other paths to guide me left or right when those forks in the road do appear. Do those forks in the road lead me to my dreams quicker? Do they wind up in the same place regardless of which one I take? Are there alternative versions of me taking these other paths? I don't freaking know, and I may never know, so there's no point losing sleep over what ifs, right? At the end of the day, making the decision is, is the right decision for, at least in my mind and in my experience. When you make a decision, you make it work. So it may not be the best decision at the time, but you now have a you have a finish line, you have a goal, you have a a target. Um, so when you make the decision, like if I say, oh, I don't know, I don't know what to do today. 
Um, should I write a love song or should I write a Champagne Charlie song? Well, I could debate the pros and cons of writing a Champagne Charlie song uh, versus a love song for two hours and then go write it. Or I could say, okay, I'm going to write the Champagne Charlie song. I may not be in a Champagne Charlie mood, but once you make the decision, you have the opportunity to make it work. And ultimately, you get things done faster. There's very little indecision in your life. And things are just a lot clearer, a little less foggy, I would say. Okay, that brings us to the end of episode five. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, and thank you for making it to the end, especially this episode, because I feel like I was mumbling and stumbling all over the place. But uh, we made it to the end. And I'm sure I'm sure there's things within this episode, some gems that you didn't know before about different song titles, uh, song ideas developing music video ideas that we may have coming out in the future, all that good stuff. Um, I hope you had a good time. If you could, please do all those podcasty things. If you can make sure you like it, download, um, subscribe if you're on YouTube as well, because like I said, we got some music videos coming. We got more of these every single week we're dropping. Um, and if you could leave us a review or a comment, just letting us know how we're doing, making sure we're on, on track and, and we're bringing you guys what you want to see and what you want to hear. Lastly, if you're all about spreading love and you want to come spread some love with us, you want to join the community, the Casey Sana fan club, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Casey Sana. Like I said, we're building a community of people who are just all about spreading love, good vibes, um, teaching each other and just learning, just learning on this human experience. So if that sounds like you head on over, check it out. We got a bunch of great stuff, great content over there as well. But before I go, I just want you to remember, do not forget this. I love you. <laughs> See you soon. Peace. Oh, man.